Hello and welcome to Arcanum. It is me, your host, Jessica Ann, and I am delighted to be back. I recognize that it has been a few weeks since I last uploaded an episode. However, I've had some very exciting new things in the works, which I absolutely cannot wait to share with you all. One of those being that I am hosting my very first full day in-person event here on the Gold Coast on Saturday, the 24th of June. And the event is called Sorcery. And the intention for the event is for it to act as the catalyst for the new paradigm of spiritual leadership. So if you are a spiritual coach, if you're a facilitator or a practitioner that is looking to transform your coaching business and to serve your soul's calling through the work that you offer to the world, then I highly recommend you check out the details in the show notes and claim your ticket. Which brings me to the topic of today's episode. Today's episode was recorded as an Instagram live and I share on this Instagram live about my experience of opening up my psychic perception and some of the things that I consider when I'm supporting other people to open their psychic perception and some of the reasons that I see extrasensory perception, psychic perception, intuitive perception as some of the fundamental key skills that we really should be or to be developing moving forward into the Aquarian age. I talk about that more later on the episode and this very topic is something that we're also going to be covering in Sorcery. So today's episode is a nice little taste of some of the topics that we'll be touching on in the room. Without further ado, here is my episode on Becoming Psychic. What I wanted to talk to you guys today about is my experience of becoming psychic. So full disclosure, one of the things that I wanted to pre-frame is I'm sharing my experience. I'm also going to be sharing some of the experiences that I've had working with clients. And what I want to say is that much like losing your virginity or when you have your first experience of getting your first job or any sort of intimate experience in your life your own experience there isn't a guidebook there isn't a manual there isn't something that is going to be a cut and paste carbon copy of your experience of how you relate to your psychic senses so there's certainly things that you can learn to better equip yourself to manage the situation there are certainly better ways you can create a sport support network around yourself to ensure that you have the most easeful experience that you can and with that all being said Life sometimes does throw you some curveballs. So as much as I'd love to say that everyone can have the exact same carbon copy experience as me of what it was like to attune to psychic sensitivity, I appreciate that a lot of other people's stories are quite different. And the good news is that if you are someone at the moment that is experienced, experiencing heightened psychic sensitivity and is causing some sort of detriment in the way that you live your life, you are not alone. And there are resources and people that you can access to support you to better manage this psychic sensitivity so that you can come into alignment with the way that you really want to be living your life and spending your time. So that is one of the things that I wanted to clear up first and foremost before I really dove into the meat and potatoes of psychic senses and what they are, what they aren't. A little bit around, um, again, like I said, my journey and also some of the things to bear in mind around being psychic, being intuitive. So one of the reasons why I really feel this conversation matters is that now more than ever, I'm noticing an increased experience of psychic sensitivity in the collective. 
Hi Patrice, thank you for tuning in. And this conversation gets to be had more broadly and through many different voices and experiences because people are going to resonate with different experiences and different voices. So if you are someone that is listening to this that potentially has had an experience of psychic awareness that has been sort of sitting on their hands and maybe gaslighting themselves or second guessing, probably would be the better way to put it, second guessing the validity of your experience, then this is a really big opportunity for us at this point in history to start bringing this conversation out of the dark and into the light because there is so much conditioning that exists around what it means to be psychic. And one of the one one of the things that really pushes against a lot of people's wounding is that is the witch wound. So if we think back through multiple generations of like history, there has been well-documented cases of religious persecution throughout the world of people that have extrasensory abilities. There is still persecution in certain parts of the world now for people with extrasensory abilities. So understandably, it can be quite triggering to come forward and share about having access to things that exist beyond the standard five senses. However, I am so, so deeply blessed and grateful to live in a time in history where more than ever access to information, access to resources, access to support for experiencing psychic sensitivity and also enhancing psychic sensitivity is so readily available. Also, hi, Christine. Thank you for joining us and I hope you are feeling better. Uh, the thing that I want to mention as well, so I know that I started this conversation with a big caveat and a lot of sensitivity to around people's situations, and I felt that that was required. And I also want to celebrate attuning to your intuitive senses, your psychic senses, as something that is actually a beautiful experience by and large. Even if, as I said, that may be a radical departure from your experience right now, wherever you may be on your journey, having access to extrasensory information is a gift. And there are periods without, throughout my own experience with my gifts that it has been confronting, it has been hard, it has been challenging. However, just because I've seen horrible things through my physical eyes doesn't mean I want to gouge my eyes out. Much the same thing, the fact that you have a sensitivity to data, whether or not that is through your standard five senses or through these extrasensory inputs, such as clairvoyance, clairsentience, and I'll touch a little bit on the clairs in a moment, regardless of where you are, it is data input. So you are actually having a more full and more holistic interpretation of the world being made available to you. So just like if you're someone that was born with really sensitive hearing, it's now about learning to manage how you live and access the world with sensitive hearing or with psychic sensitivity. So wherever you are now, there is paths forward. There are paths forward. So while I might sound really reconciled and really uh, positive and optimistic about all of this now, there was a time in my life that I was absolutely terrified of my psychic gifts. And I vividly remember this because I was on a call with one of my spiritual mentors and she was actually looking at my natal chart. She was reading my energy field and she said to me, I don't know if you know this, but you are very psychic. And I had tears in my eyes and I said to her, 
I do know that I'm very psychic. And to be honest, it scares the shit out of me because there was so much of a sense of the unknown. Like I heard all the horror stories. I've heard all of these awful experiences that would happen to people based on being able to perceive more than others. And there was a sense that if I open Pandora's box, how am I ever going to live another a normal life ever again? So it, there was definitely a softening and a leaning into my vulnerability. Excuse me, I just had dinner, so I'm kind of burpy a little bit. Sorry, you know, the humanness. Um, but so there was definitely a leaning into the vulnerability. There was a leaning into being willing to be humbled and to be the student of expanded perception. So right now I'm painting a picture of, it's like, you know, it's all hard and you've got to surrender and it's going to be scary. However, why would one want to expand their psychic awareness? So let's come back to that for a little bit, because right now there is many, many people out there, whether or not you're aware of it or not, that are actively looking to expand their psychic awareness. People will often outsource psychic awareness to dedicated people. You know, this is why we've had a history of astrologers and clairvoyants and mediums. And there are still people that are actually wanting to insource this. How do I personally gain more access to my psychic senses? And what I want to bring this back to is that extra dimension of experiencing a more holistic reality. So having and the other distinction I want to clear up right now is the distinction between intuition and psychic abilities. To me, when I use the word intuition, when I use the word psychic, I use these terms interchangeably because when we have an intuitive insight, typically we're receiving intuitive insight through our psychic awareness, whether or not that is through clear sentience, which is just a clear sense of feeling. That is often what we'll have when we get a vibe about a person or a place. It's just a clear feeling. Clear cognizance is when we have a clear knowing. So it's just, there's something that I can't tell you how I know it, but I just do. And clear cognizance for me was something that I've experienced since I was a very young child. And there would be things that I would just know. And my parents would be like, how did you know that? Like you're far too young to know that. And I couldn't explain to them how I knew it. I just knew. So clear cognizance was something for me that I'd have experienced from a really young age. And so... And if we look throughout history around people that have talked about intuition and the power of intuition, typically these people are visionary humans. Albert Einstein was one of the people that talked about the power of the intuition and why the intellect must serve the intuition. Steve Jobs was another person that talked about him operating as an agent for his intuitive senses. So if you think about these huge pivotal points in history, a lot of these people were talking about the power of intuition which essentially is access to your psychic senses. So when we have access or increased access to these psychic awarenesses, what we're actually getting is more data to experience our reality and also more data to place ourselves within that reality. So if we come back to that vibes conversation before, the more sensitive you are to a place or a person, you know, the really immediate feedback that you can get from that can protect you. That's one way that, you know, already we're getting benefit from that. But also it can work in a beneficial way. I remember when I met one of my mentors for the first time and it was a serious psychic hit. I felt like the whole room tilted when I met them for the first time. And this person has been such a pivotal part of my growth and has allowed me to 
transcend barriers that I never thought I would be able to otherwise. So through that heightened psychic sensitivity, I'm able to gain data that my conscious mind is generally unaware of. And if you think about how we interact with our our standard five senses, a lot of that is filtered through memory and instinct. So we have a conditioned relationship to how we interact with our five senses, because this is typically how we're filtering the physical world. And so therefore, a lot of it is replaying through memory. So we actually have, like, even as you are listening to my voice right now, even as you, if you're watching the video recording of this, you are picking up thousands, millions of data points and your brain is distorting, deleting and generalizing. And actually you're really playing me on a loop. So right now you will be experiencing me through memory rather than in real time. So part of what is happening when we have expanded experience through psychic awareness or psychic senses is we're receiving a more true or more, I don't want to use the word true, but we're receiving additional data. So we actually have more information upon which to base our decision and the way that we engage with a specific decision, environment, person, and so on. So we are getting more information to act upon. And this is often where I talk about the idea of seeing around corners. So my intuition, my psychic senses have really been a gift to me in so many ways that I can not even begin to articulate, but they've saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars. They have saved me headaches with relationships, partnerships in business. There has been, again, those moments of clear clear sentience, clear cognizance that at the time I could not have told you what it was that was really speaking to me, but I just knew. I knew that there's something was preventing me from acting or that I needed to follow this specific course of, um, of action. Definitely, and like Patrice has just popped here in the comments, I see it as pathways of information, 100%. We are including increasing our access. We're increasing our data set from, from which to um, make decisions from. So that is part of the benefit of having increased psychic access, having more intuitive access is that we can act accordingly. And this is also part of where, you know, systems of divination, such as the tarot, such as astrology, all of these things are mechanisms and tools for accessing those psychic pathways. They're a way of training the mind to access these pathways. And for me, a really big part of um, initiating myself more into psychic work was also through regulating my nervous system. So the psychic senses, those intuitive senses have a really strong interrelationship with the parasympathetic nervous system. And when we think about this logically, it makes a lot of sense. So the parasympathetic nervous system is our rest and digest state. It's what occurs for us when we know we are safe. And our sympathetic nervous system, on the other hand, is typically what we are in when we're in the fight or flight response. So we're in a stress response, we're in the sympathetic nervous system. We're getting ready to either fight or flee or whatever it may be, depending on our environment. So. If you are in a sympathetic state, typically you're getting a lot of instinctual information from the animal brain. And like I mentioned before, if we think about the interface of the standard five senses and how a lot of the interface of our standard five senses is from memory, this is kind of the interface we're dealing with when we're in the sympathetic nervous system. We're getting a lot of memory, we're getting a lot of instinct, we're getting a lot of priming. This is what's happened in the past. This is how we react. This is how we survive. 
So when we're in a sympathetic state and vibrating at that level, typically we are in survival. And often those are the points that we miss those subtle psychic or intuitive hits if we remain in that heightened state and or if we haven't cultivated clear pathways to access our intuitive or psychic senses. So a lot of my path to activating more of my psychic awareness was through somatic work. It was actually starting to learn how to regulate my nervous system to drop out of the sympathetic state to actually be present in my body. Because the other side of it is too, your body is an instrument, it is a tool even though, yes, like I said before, we have these standard five senses that we are aware of, we have multiple data points that are being registered by the body at all times. Even if you are someone that exercises, if you consider the concepts of proprioception, which is the body's ability to perceive itself in space, proprioception is actually a sense that exists outside of the standard five senses. So that is one that has already been recognized by sports science. So the body is a really intelligent instrument. So when we actually start to attune to the subtleties of what is occurring on the physical level through somatic descent and things like that, we're already starting to increase our data from what the body is perceiving, but we're also starting to create stillness and calmness in the mind so that we can start to open and allow ourselves to receive other information pathways. So for me, that was the very first time that I had a very strong sense of clear audience. I remember I was doing an embodied dance practice working with a specific archetype and I had this very clear voice that wasn't my own interface into my experience and it shared with me how the body is a representation of the earth. And it was in that moment I was just like, wow, that makes so much sense to me why we have this massive disconnect from our bodies and our disconnection from nature and how those things are so mirrored. So in this, in these psychic states where we're actually opening through the body and opening to receive, that we also receive these beautiful universal truths and insights about ourselves, about human nature, as we plug into the collective unconscious. So that's often, I'm thinking, how deep do I wanna go and how long have I been talking for? I could talk about this all day. But essentially what we're doing when we're accessing psychic awareness, when we're accessing intuitive states, is we're plugging into this collective unconscious. So if we think about the conscious mind, where we're concentrating right now, and our unconscious mind being the thing that we're not concentrating on, so maybe where you're sitting right now, you know, there is this something that is breathing you, you haven't had to think about it this whole time you've been watching this video. And then there's this collective unconscious level that sits below the unconscious, which we could potentially call the universe, God, source, or whatever it may be, but we're all plugged into this specific frequency. So when we're able to descend from the conscious mind into the unconscious mind and then create pathways and channels to the collective unconscious, this is where we're starting to tap into root source data. And as I speak about this, guys, if there's any questions, absolutely feel free to drop them in the comments. If I don't cover them in this video, I will absolutely come back and answer them and do my best. Uh, but that is really what we're cultivating. We're cultivating a, an awareness of our connection to the universe. And I'm just having a quick read of Patrice's comments because they sound juicy. And I'm just aware that that's <laughs> stopped recording on my computer. 
Yes, I love nervous system talk. Yes, this is so exciting to access the body for guidance and receptivity. Absolutely. I could talk to you all day. I love this and would love to talk about my synesthesia. Actually, it's really fun that you mentioned synesthesia, Patrice, because I have synesthesia as well. Um, when I was about 15 or 16, I became aware, aware that my experience of the auditory and um, visual aspects of, of uh, experience were collapsed or had a interrelationship, so to speak. So when I'm listening to music, I see music. So I actually will see visuals um, of the specific sounds that I'm listening to, which is also part of the reason that Nine Inch Nails is one of my favorite bands. I found that this was the first time that I had a really um, vivid experience of, of synesthesia in a way that I could actually start to articulate it to people. And to this day, I still feel that Trent Reznor's ability to compose and create landscapes in sound is is unparalleled. So a little bit of um, fun talk about synesthesia. But yes, I'd absolutely love to hear from you what your experience is as well. Because yeah, that was something to me that completely blew my mind that I'm like, oh, wow, I just thought it was some weird thing that I had, but there is actually a, um, it is something that is I guess somewhat common the more people I speak to again that's what I was talking about at the start like the more that we have these conversations the less you put yourself in a little silo and think you're some strange individual um <clears throat> so yeah it's, it's important for us to support each other in gaining resources to navigate these experiences um so that was my thing very scared of becoming or being psychic afraid of what I was going to face off with. And it was, again, through finding the appropriate mentors, having the right conversations that I actually began to realize that, you know, and, and looking back through my past and my history of just like, wow, how many times my psychic and intuitive senses had been serving me. And it was also at this specific juncture of my life that I had completed my experience in a previous business and I was determined to create something different because in my past business, even though I had grown it to be extremely successful, I had completely overrode my nervous system. I was operating in this super hyper-masculine achievement style driven business. And I'd got to a certain level of success. And when I got there, it was everything that I was taught that I should want, but I was extremely unhappy. And I thought, wow, if this is everything that I'm meant to want right now, and this isn't it, there has got to be something else. And this is really where I delve, like I, I dove into more spiritual work. And as a result of connecting more to my spirituality, um, the psychic piece started to become more and more prevalent. So to me, I recognize as psychic awareness, intuitive awareness as integral to spirituality, because that is the piece that allows you to have direct unfiltered connection to the universe, to the divine, to understanding your unique place and role within the cosmos, right? So, and this was what essentially governed my decision to keep moving towards this edge. And this was also off the background of, of energetic work. I just noticed a few more questions here or comments. So Jess has shared landscapes and sound is such a cool way to explain it. Honestly, Jess, if you are yet to listen to the Fragile album by Nine Inch Nails, put that on a decent set of headphones. It is literally landscapes and sound. Patrice, same, but I've been speaking to people and it's different. I see music moving and hear colors. I love it. Um, it has gotten stronger since 2019. I'm so glad you shared about your synesthesia. I feel a resonance with you. Yeah, it's yeah, it's something like, because I've always been a quite artistic, creative person, I thought, oh, maybe I'm just imagining this. And that's the other piece too, that we so often do 
when our psychic awareness and our sensitivities open is that we get dismissive about it. It's like, I'm just imagining it. Uh, we downplay. But one of the actual gateways to increasing psychic sensitivity is to allow yourself to entertain the delusion and start to conclude the patterns and observations from that delusion. So if you are having experiences of heightened sensitivity and maybe you're unsure of whether or not it is accurate, whether or not it's an imagining, my invitation would be to start keeping a journal and just observe. So, you know, being that I've come from a good scientist background, you know, run an experiment, right? Run an experiment with yourself. If I could give myself permission to entertain these delusions and just record these experiences and notice what happens as I record them. So um, for me, this, this background and this context of energetic work, so that I also didn't realize that that was something that I was accessing through my intuition to begin with. It was something that was very much explained to me, like when I got attuned to Reiki for the first time, it was that idea that uh, it was through the attunement and tuning into source energy that I would access Reiki. But what I was actually finding when I was working with people and engaging in say Reiki practices or energy work is that I would be experiencing a lot of the same things that I was experiencing through my heightened sensitivity external to Reiki sessions. And I'm like, wow, okay, so this is the same pathways of information that I'm getting this other insight through, but now I have a way of, of giving it a context. So energy work, if you haven't read my post about the story of Jessica Ann, it is post, it's um, pinned on my, pinned on my, feed my grid uh, that I explained a little bit around why energy work was the thing that stood out for me but the more energy work I did the more that I engaged in increasing my psychic awareness what I was finding is that it got to that point that I mentioned before about extreme sensitivity to the point that I would have somebody's name in my calendar so like my booking calendar. So I'd have maybe a session with say Jess, I'm just gonna use Jess's name as an example. I'd have a session with Jess booked in for 3 p.m. that afternoon. And it would be maybe nine, 10 o'clock in the morning and I would start feeling things. And I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, this feeling is just so intense. And I don't know where it's come from because it was completely outside of the context of, of what was happening for me. And what I began to realize over time is what was actually happening in my nervous system is I was preloading what would be happening, what was happening for Jess. So I'd be getting onto sessions with my clients and I would already have a really accurate map and understanding of everything that was happening for them before they'd even open their mouth. I'm like, oh, has this been present for you? Have you been feeling this here? And they'd be like, wow, how did you know that? And I'd be like, well, because I've been feeling it for the last few hours before we jumped on the call. So of course, that was really great for me to be able to move fast with my clients, but it was quite, um, I guess, disconcerting and not sustainable for me as a practitioner to be constantly feeling everything for my clients. So that's where I went to a lot of effort to learn how to manage that sensitivity and how to create boundaries between me and my clients and to create an interface for when and where I receive this information. And that was also part of what uh, prompted me to create the Artemisia Energetics Academy because I thought not only is it incredibly valuable for practitioners to be able to understand and work with this information with their clients because the clients that I was using, working with because what I was experiencing that the clients that I was working with using this and you know working with this energetic awareness working with this intuitive attunement 
or receiving dramatic shifts in their lives. So I could clearly see the value in it. However, I also wanted to make sure that these practitioners had clear pathways to make sure that it wasn't completely running their life. So that is a big part of what I teach in the academy because I wanted it to be something that was an empowering experience and that you could have um, systems and processes to not only develop that sensitivity, but also do it on your terms. So that way you are, as a practitioner, guarding your energy and making sure that you are, are honoring yourself in that process. So that for me was quite a wild ride to unpack how I did that and then create that into a modality that I now teach. So I had a bit of trouble with the audio before, so I am hoping that the audio has now come back. So for me, as I mentioned before, psychic attunement, intuitive attunement, being able to access these extra sensory information inputs, it is evolving. If we think about this concept of the Aquarian age, the age that we're moving into now, what a lot of people don't consider about Aquarius is Aquarius rules subtle energy. So naturally, and Aquarius is is the air, so it's air element, which is a lot about the subtle. So as we move into this Aquarian age, a lot of this subtle energetic perception is going to be heightened. Aquarius is also the is, is also the rebel. So expect disruption, expect the unexpected. So part of the way that we start to future proof our practices, future proof our roles as practitioners and as in in business is understanding this archetype of Aquarius and that we are going to be moving into a period of more heightened sensitivity and access to these things and rather than it being something that we shy away from pull away from it's it's a gift like I mentioned before in the previous things so it's about beginning to find your systems tools support network for having an empowering relationship with your psychic awareness and for me, I am at a point now where I lean into my experience and deeply trust that the things that are opening for me are what I'm ready to receive. And fortunately, like I mentioned before, I have built a really good network around me. So if there is something outside of my wheelhouse and something outside of my comfort zone in terms of experience, I have people that I can refer to and people I can turn to for extra insight and support in those moments. So... I could again, like I said before, talk about this all day. You may notice a little bit of narrative discontinuity here because I edited out the final minutes of the Instagram live because it was mainly around logistics around how to fund a podcast, which you clearly have been able to. And as I was saying at the end, indeed, I could talk about this topic all day and I'll be talking about topics like this as well as other dimensions of magic and energetics and how to apply these things practically to create real world results in your business, in your facilitation, and of course, in your leadership. So highly recommend check out the link in the show notes for sorcery. And I look forward to seeing those that fill the call there. Until next time, adios amigos.